1: Welcome to the Kew Gardens Festival of Cinema interview series. I'm your host, John Fallon, of the Indie Film NYC podcast. I'm joined today with my co-host, Craig.
0: Thank you, John. We're coming to you from T's Organic Coffee and Tea Cafe on Metropolitan Avenue in Kew Gardens, and we're we're talking with one of our filmmakers. Uh, My name is Brett Meyer.
2: Um, I did a documentary feature called Lost and Found, Road to Our Fathers. Um, It was like a seven-year trip to make it pretty much a journey and so forth and um it started out real simple i was gonna go meet my biological father and i wasn't gonna film it or do anything like that um i just thought that was kind of cliche in my point of view because um you know i'd seen it done and so forth and i realized two of my best friends lost their fathers they were both killed in accidents so i thought wait now i got a juxtaposed story you know i'll take these guys with me to meet my dad as they talk about what it's like to lose a father and um so it took them, we got out on the journey, and start rolling out there. And it's going to be like a two-week thing, shooting. It's for a fun little, I don't know, documentation. I mean, I, I work in the business in L.A., and I'm a camera operator and TV shows. And my other friend is, uh, does the exact same thing, so he's a shooter. So we had the right cameras and stuff. We thought, well, we'll do it for fun. And so we get out there, and um, we start filming him. And we start learning a lot about him and learning about myself, because I wasn't until 33 I met him. Um, and so there's some beautiful things. He was pretty wild. He uh, met my biological mother, which I didn't know until um, about 10 years ago as well. And um, she finally put me in contact him with him. He was off the grid. Cowboy hat, he doesn't pay taxes, doesn't do anything. you know he's a pretty crazy cat. So I go and meet him and he had a really rough life and you know in the film you know once you get into act two you get to see me with him but you start to now you start to develop the issues that he got him where he was you know to kind of a loner type dude and I mean met my mom hitchhiking um he was hitchhiking with a guitar and she picked him up and they fell in love traveled all over I was the only child they could have and they gave me up for adoption at six weeks but um. You learn that pretty quick in the film, and then you start to learn about my friend's dad's, and then you start to see kind of the the rougher times of my dad, and then it flips and it goes to show the rougher times of my dad, or um, I'm sorry, me, because we have a real similar stuff. He, he um, was a heroin junkie and so forth, and I uh, was an addict for a lot of my life and lost a lot of people and he lost my mother because of drugs um she left him and my ex-girlfriend leaves me so you start to see all these similarities and those coming up and and just identical things you know dealing with and then it lets me reflect on myself like where where do I want to go you know in my life and I guess that's part of the turnaround and so forth so at what point
1: were you guys putting you know you said you started this out it was more just for yourselves to, to shoot. At what point did you realize you had something that you wanted
2: to put together to put out into the world? Well, I came, we came back after the two-week trip, had some footage, looked at it. And, you know, I thought I'd get around to it eventually. You know, we had such amazing footage of my dad. And then six months later, I get a call saying he has hepatitis C. He's on fourth stage of liver failure, and he's going to die shortly. Mm-hmm. So then we gather the cameras up and cruise back out there um to continue filming and then we thought wow this is i mean there's a lot going on here now it's not just a two-week thing this is now his life we've documented it, and now we're going to document the very last and this man's going to die you know it's over so we go out there and it was really tough um he gave me advice of you know what to be in life and talk about his mistakes and don't make the same mistakes he did and that i can do better and i have wonderful friends and um the thing is, everybody falls in love with this man on, on, on camera because he's the wisdom guy and he doesn't hide behind anything. He doesn't have any bullshit and you always fall in love with him because he's who he is. And when you get out there, he says, you know, the doctor could have stopped it in phase one of liver failure, but he didn't. He wanted to. He's like, I want to ride it out. I don't want to fix it because I came into this world and I became a, a junkie and I, I lived a hard, rough life and I want to die that exact same way. I don't want anyone to take care of me and this is the way I'm going to go. And I really honored that and he speaks like that for everything in, in his life, you know. And he's fun, he's happy, he'll crack a joke. I mean, you see the film, he he's uh, captivates it like the grandfather and we're just the kids around trying to figure it out. Like, about each other, losing their dads and,
1: yeah. and so forth. So
2: I we went out there and... Uh, knew we had that and then my I left and um and my dad ended up passing passing away. And when he did, you know, we already knew we were gonna do a dock, but I was sitting back looking at all the footage, you know, all the footage we had. And there was one spot where my D P said, Ask him where his favorite place is and I was like, Come on, who cares about the favorite place? And he goes, Lawrence, where's your favorite place? And he goes, Right there, where my mama picked me up your mama picked me up hitchhiking it's this blue lake it's real long it's real blue in michigan and and it that's my favorite place for some reason it changed me inside there's just something beautiful about that lake so i saw that footage and i called the dp and i said you made a huge mistake because we're gonna go find this lake (laughs) so i gathered the guys up again and um and that took a couple years to get two grown men to Come back together, and all three of us fly all the way to Michigan. And we had to go look for this lake we never knew existed or anything. It ended up being the third most beautiful lake in the entire world, according to National Geographic. It's called Torch Lake. So we drive up there, and um, you don't really know. You don't really know what we're going to do when we get there. And I have a can't. can't canister next to me that i have in the very beginning of the film you don't know what it is it's something my dad made right so you get up there and we go i get out on that lake and we have gopros under the water and i spend a moment and i look out at that lake and i open up the canister and i spread his ashes there Mm -hmm. so it's kind of the surprise and then all three of us sit on the beach and watch the sunrise because now i became a subject of my own film i've joined my friends in something we never thought would happen i would have a lost father instead of just finding
0: one so wow yeah wow that's a lot of emotion that you're you're just telling me right now so uh i mean i could imagine them was there there's loss there's resolution yes um was there anger in the beginning did you feel any anger that you had never seen him before or no i never had any anger because he talks about
2: how my mom could have him and my mom could have had a child, but he was too wild. And I understand because I lived a life just like his. I don't. I'm not married. I don't have kids. Um, I went through my stage of the drugs and alcohol, you know. And I and it's something I always have to um, work with. You know what I mean? I always struggle with that, you know, in my life. That's just the way it is with an addict situation. And um, but it it made me think. And you know, about seven years ago, I had begun um working and focusing on getting sober and and i've most of my life for the last seven years i've been quite sober you know there's been times i've relapsed that's just the truth i don't want to say that but it's true but i've lived 90 percent of my life focused on getting better and i got that from my father so i'm blessed i'm not mad at him because i saw it take him down and i have skills to make films and and a good career travel the world and but that doesn't um you fix your problems inside, and he—he he was so close in blood to me that he let me look at inside me, you know, to um, help change me. So I never had any anger, more sadness,
0: I guess, at times. I, I mean, the the, uh, the the film just seems to give so many lessons. One, uh, finding your your father and the whole journey of that, and then also to say. That you had parallel lives even though you didn't know each other. Yeah. So, you know, for addiction, it, it almost, you know, verifies that it's a, a, a hereditary uh, condition. Right.
2: Yeah. Right. And I mean, even humor, you know, like was so fun because he's like a kid and on his driver's license, he took he takes a, a pen or a pen when the, you have to sign your name and he just puts a line across because he doesn't care. Right. Now, when I sign my receipts at places, I just do smiley face because I don't care. I just. Yeah, and just little things like that it was really fun to um, to be with him like that and him just being straightforward always loving people never had any pity party on camera right. again I'm uh, everyone that sees it, I hope you really enjoy him because he you know this man inside and out and by the time he dies um, you know you you don't find any anger with it I don't, I don't feel but
1: you I mean, is there uh, you know something you you're You've screened this before a few places, right? Yeah. And so, what kind of reaction are you getting from the audience, and what do you what do you hope your message is for them?
2: Well, we get a lot of people tearing up, you know, because it's heavy. I get that. I, I mean, that's like like eighty percent people have teared up and learned lessons from it, and that's the whole whole um, point is to find lessons in it. But it's a very emotional ride, and I've always been told that, and um, people that have seen it have just, you know, I guess it's doing its job because there's laughs his cries and um, um quite an emotional journey um we won best uh, feature documentary in the studio film or yeah studio city film festival in la way out that way and um and just a number one other ones were in morocco i think it's going to be shown in mexico and subtitled over thought that was cool um but yeah i, I guess if you're asking reactions people learn from it. i've had fathers come up to me with their kids saying hey you know i'm glad you got to show these things about drugs because you know it, it, you know these guys are starting to get into things and i don't know how to talk to them about it now they can see firsthand sure of that you know but um
1: because yeah, there's a moment in the film so i mean oh, correct me if i'm wrong but that film kind of helped you kick off your journey to like get sober right 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 there's a moment where you you i think you literally say i have to make a decision yeah right
2: absolutely so. Absolutely. And and um, I've just gone to different uh, programs, mm-hmm. we say, um, that it was the first time consciously to make a decision on that. Because like, it was all at the same time finishing up and he passed. And, yeah, that that came in. It's not like in the movies where someone dies and you're just like, I'm going to change it. Right. You sit back and you think about it. You start to look at all the downfalls of what everything's affecting you, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's the trickery, I think, with substance abuse, is you can have everything and have a good family, a good career, you know, um, a, good, a lot of things, um, but you're being taken down other times, right. and, you know, different things with relapse and stuff for people are so detrimental. You, I mean, you can relapse and not come back pretty quickly mm-hmm. at all, especially on high-end type people that are very intense. So um, yeah, it was a conscious decision, and man, life is so much better being sober. It's so fun. I can crack jokes and shit. I feel like I'm 16 again. I mean, I wouldn't even. Yeah, I'm just not even the same person now. And it's so worth it, man. Oh, I love it.
1: How long was the kind of the post production process? Like, I mean, oh, you have to ask me that. I'm dropping like like we're out (laughs) of here, man.
2: I can't hang. Um,
1: Because it, it must have been a bit of a catharsis to kind of get all that out finally but it
2: must not have been easy oh man it was crazy i um i don't know we had so much footage and then you know waiting a year to go film my dad getting sick then come back editing that footage Mm -hmm. then a huge string out but then we had to fly to detroit too so that was another a year and a half to get the guys together and money to go out there to do that then come back and edit Mm -hmm. and um i got funded um from emmanuel Bibelowski I always do his name wrong, okay. Prince of Naples, Italy, I want to make sure I say that, he financed the very end, he saw the um, clips and so forth, um, and he flew in from Italy, I worked with him on a thing, and he's like, asked money I needed to finish, and he gave me the money, and we did the editing, and spent a year doing that, this last year, to okay. get the edit, but we had a long string out, it was three and a half hours, you know, how any of this would go, right, and um yeah, it was, a, it was a long journey because... Were you cutting it or did... Yeah, I was cutting. I cut the assembly cut. Okay. And then I brought in another editor that was great. He was he was really solid, really, you know, got what I wanted. And then my favorite editors are female editors, like Martin Sorsese's, you know, Quentin Tarantino's, they're all female. And since it was an all-guy film, I wanted her to come take it. This I had to beg the person to take it, you know. It was actually my ex-girlfriend in the film that you'll see that i lost due to all the drugs and stuff she's an excellent editor Worked with slam dance so i begged her you know after all these years of eight years of you know putting up with you putting up with me (laughs) and not seeing her her getting married and have a kid uh, i begged her i said i i know you have the skill to do this so she came back in and of course like all women beat it up find the emotional parts the sad parts extend things and um she she had the layers of the cake to make you cry and where to open it up and uh just phenomenal job so yeah but it takes time for all those elements
0: and and you said you said uh at the lake you did a sunrise yeah so i mean that's just a beautiful uh choice having it as a sunrise instead of a sunset because that definitely is opening up the rest of your life it's starting over. yeah that's
2: cool that's cool that's cool you said that yeah i mean uh and think about it. I Just think of the sun, and I mean, you see all three of us sitting there, mm-hmm. all three of us guys, just looking at this thing. And uh, yeah, it was beautiful. That's kind of cool. I like it, how you say that. I
0: mean, and especially after the fact that you you sh- uh, spread the ashes, mm-hmm. it, somebody would have normally thought sunset ends. Yeah. But yeah. this is a sunrise. So right. It's really a beginning. So yeah. it's really a, w- a wonderful way to, to, to Well, to right. In
1: a way, this whole film is about choices. I mean, you yeah. Know, uh, you know the choices we make. I mean, because. The choice to go on the journey in the first place. Yeah. You know, that's that's yeah. a brave choice. Right, and yeah. Uh, so I'm glad you could share that story with us. I mean, uh, I know that, uh, you know, probably going to be a few tissue boxes needed in the theater at the end of it. But uh, it's it's a fun ride. I mean, the, he's a very interesting character. And uh, I'm glad you could share this with us. Yeah. Right. Thank, thank, you
2: thank you so, you so much. much. Thank you so and much. And, and I wanted to comment on, um, it's interesting you said that because we did spread the ashes while the sun was setting. Then, when it shows us all three sitting, I think we, wait, we had to do it the next day. We ran out of time, and that's when we watched the sunrise. So that, you saying that, man, you, you're teaching me stuff about my own film. so oh, great. <laughs> well, that's beautiful. And um, yeah, thanks for letting me have my film player. The festival's awesome. way cool. Everyone's cool. Good films, uh, off the, Hats off to off the rails. Last okay, night was yeah. epic. Wow, that it was, was great! Blew me away.
1: That was the outdoor screening at the. Cooch yes, Eastern, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were really excited to bring that film in. That was that one was that we cool. invited in because it's just
2: such a. Yeah, it was. It was great. It was well done. Yeah. Um, it was raw. Yep. Plus, um, yeah, raw, and then they had great effects on it. You know, uh, CGI. I don't know. It was just a. It was great, cool film. I'd like to meet the director. I thought he might be there, but um, yeah, he wasn't there, but um. Yeah, thanks for having me here and so forth. Uh, And last thing, I'm headed back to Detroit. I actually went from L.A. to Detroit and then flew back here. And now I'm flying back uh, to Detroit again. I'm on another big um, documentary I started called So Keep an Eye Out for Needles in the Hay. And it's about the heroin and opiate epidemic that's taking place throughout the whole country. So um, Uh, we're getting some crazy... Yeah, um, yeah, so it's pretty we're pretty happy about it. it's going um, coming along and so forth, uh, pretty intense, and um, I hope to really bring out a lot of the good things in a film uh, or a documentary, not just about um, the negative side. Sure. I think the media, I think vice TV sorry I'm calling you out, is all a negative. And they never go anywhere. They just leave the people. And being an addict myself, we're showing really dark areas. People losing this right. and that. But we're also going to areas of people that are recovering that have their own tattoo shops. They go to UFC fights. They do fun things. So I am gonna, I want to, you know, you bring darkness, but you want to bring the light. And I think it takes a lot of, um, a lot of imagination to bring light. I don't know sure. if that makes any sense. It's easy to bitch about things. So right. we're going to show all ends, the dark side and the top. So needles in the hay. Heroin great. and opiate epidemic, keep an eye out for that and I'll yeah. be in touch with you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Make your cool friends we'll, already. We'll be Terrific.
1: here next year and uh, you know if, uh, if you're done in time we can uh, Yeah, we'll next talk year. about that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh,
0: thank well,
2: you so much. Thanks again for being part yeah. of the
1: inaugural year of the Q Gardens Festival of Cinema.
2: It was great. Give me a hug, you guys, before we turn this shit off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: thank
2: you so much, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Excellent. Yeah, thank you. Ooh, cool, cool, way
0: cool. Super happy.